Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Nick from ThreadX3 Productions and the host of Nerd to the Third. So, I just want to give everybody a quick heads up before we get this show started. And that is, unfortunately, we've been having a lot of technical difficulties with my home PC. I'm currently trying to get a laptop and I will most likely be getting it for a bonus or uh, just straight up, you know, tax returns when it when I when we finally get that. So today because of all our audio issues that we've been having, we had to pull the audio straight from the Google Hangouts. Now normally we do not do this. And the main reason we do not do this is because we like having e- Each person do their own audio. This makes it a lot more crisp, a lot more crisp. It sounds so good. Not only that, but we can actually fix things. Like if people talk over each other, we can kind of either lower someone else's volume or we can just straight up get rid of some. So it's going to sound really different today. And I am 100% not happy about the situation. And I just want to profusely apologize to anybody who you know, maybe listens to this in their headphones. Cause I'll be honest, listening to this with headphones can just be like really bad. So I just wanted to give everybody a quick heads up. Hopefully this will not be an issue very, very soon. And I apologize. Hopefully this will all be resolved. So please enjoy the next episode of nerd to the third. Hey everybody and welcome back to Nerd to the Third, your stop for video games, movies, and nerd culture. Today we're bringing you the Power 3 plus 1 with your host, Nick, Nate, Mike, and Pinwang. Everybody say hi. Mike's name is actually Mike Hawk. Jesus Christ, people, why do you always do this? <laughs> I, I was going to say hi, I'm looking but at it the sounded like you... Talk. I thought you said Penwa. Yeah, There's I heard no Penwa. There's no P yeah. in my name. Yeah. I'm sorry you don't understand accents. He's Penwa. I, I, we're both speaking the same language, right? They're, they're, no. they're from that mountain area. B equals P. Do I need to open up a box of cereal to find that decoder ring? <laughs> I'm actually not from the mountain area, thank you very much. I would like to be, but I'm in, I'm in Texas. Oh, oh nice, nice. Oh, so that hat and beard's more of a hipster thing for you. Okay. So, yeah, no, right. no, we've already established. Ev- okay, everyone watching, we've established they've been giving me shit about my hat. When I take the hat off, this is what you fucking see. That looks like a man's hair, actually. It looks like you've actually had sex or whatever. So, why would you be ashamed of having sex? I mean, because he hasn't really. wiped yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, that's before the recording. They're, no, they're not going to get that. I plead the fifth. <laughs> All right, so just a little bit of quick grinding here. Today's guest is from One Giant Leap for Geeks. So go ahead, Mike, and tell them where they can find you and what you guys do. Um, I'm Mike C Squared, uh, the host of One Giant Leap for Geeks. Um, we're a podcast about pop culture, uh, mainly movies. We talk about video games and all kind of fun stuff like that. Uh, you can find us at the usual places, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, all that fun stuff. And we're on Twitter as well at Giant Leap, the number four geeks. And I also got my co-host here with me, uh, Benoit. That's with a B. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shut up, guys. And Nate, as always, and he decided to have a hat. It's a nice hat. It's a it's a very it's a very comfortable. Like, have you, oh, have you ever played Second Son? 
No, you know, I always wanted that though. I wanted that special edition, but I never got it. You look like him with a couple extra donuts and you just gave up and you grew a beard. <laughs> He's like, the world has been saved. I'm retired. <laughs> oh, you'll never know which ending I picked. Oh. No, it's actually a little bit it's actually a little bit cold in Texas too, surprisingly, like in the 30s, which I wasn't expecting. Um that's cold. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, they're probably dying yeah (laughs) i'm like here in michigan it's like negative 17 degrees or some such shit today not not yet it's more like negative 10 but there's not much of a difference really well you know i mean once you get to a certain negative it's like you either way balls really positive right (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's get started with our first segment of the day x3 reacts all right, actually, reacts. We're gonna. We have a couple of number threes to talk about. First up, Ghostbusters three, and then John Wick three. So, which one do we want to start with? Okay. Ghostbusters is probably the easiest because there's nothing <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, oh, really? is there trailers right? though. I, I thought you meant like Mega Man X three. I had a whole spiel on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Ghostbusters came out with a trailer. If that's what you could call it. It's really just a glorified GIF at this point because nothing really happens in the trailer. And it shows the original Ecto, you know, so it's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I guess yay fism, fim, fuck you in your stupid hat. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know we were going to have Tourette's here. Okay. Uh, so I guess yay feminism, am I right? You know, yeah, yeah. Well, so what I thought was kind of cool about this whole thing is in the, I don't remember what day it was, but that morning they were like, Hey, we're announcing Ghostbusters three. And then I think it was an hour or two hours later. It's like, Hey, here's a trailer. Like kind of a fallout four kind of thing. Like, Hey, we've been working on it. It's coming out in three months. Like it was that, it was that kind of situation, but it kind of reminded me of when uh, uh, Cloverfield Paradox came out and they put out that Super Bowl trailer. Oh, right. and it's like, tonight, after the game. And it's like, oh, okay. But speaking of feminism, there's a little bitty anecdote that came with this whole announcement that I'm very annoyed by. Very annoyed by. Well, I think before we get into that part, we should probably talk about the fact that um, Ivan Reitman's son is directing this movie so the guy who did the original ghostbusters movies his son is the one who was making this and apparently from what i saw ernie hudson he said that the original cast will be coming back now i don't know how true that is because you know ernie hudson isn't exactly a reliable source unfortunately so it's like yeah yeah i'm I'm doing the movie and it's like are you ernie are you let me ask you too what do you guys feel about the announcement that it's going to be teenagers that that's going to be the cast. Yeah. Like the kids or something. Yeah. That's that's what apparently the, the main characters are going to be kids slash teenagers, which I mean, I think that's a very, like if they were going to make a Ghostbuster sequel before the all female one, that's what I thought they would have done is just have the kids. The original or the original pitch was to have like the, the older people like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and them being the teachers. And so, for it to be like teenagers, I mean, as long as they handle it well, then, you know, they can have women in it and they can also have men in it and they're the new generation and that would be totally fine. Like a passing of the torch story kind of thing. Yeah. Even and I mean, I feel like teenagers. Made the original one better. I mean, even if it would have been all female, but they would have had 
an actual like passing of the torch like you know I, a perfect example is uh the force awakened love it or hate it it was a nice thing to have all the original people there and han solo kind of passing that torch on to uh daisy riddler's uh, ray i don't know why i couldn't think of it um and it, it was nice to have that versus just completely remaking it but oh we're gonna flip the script yeah, what, that that's what bothered me about the Ghostbusters, uh, and that one is not even a sequel. That's more of a remake because they pretend like the original movies didn't happen, right? Right. But kind of, sort of did, but not really. So going forward, I do want to make this statement, and it's a statement everybody's made, but I want to cover my ground. I want to cover cover my bases as well. Before we start talking about that movie, let's iterate. It's not the fact that it's an all female cast that that makes it not a good movie. Yeah. It's the fact that it's not a good movie. Right. Yes. Like, I feel like the that's fact, the argument a lot of like, that, get the fact that we even have to say that is uh, just infuriating because yeah. we are, we are men, you know, some well, of us white males. So that I makes think, it even worse. I think mm -hmm. Leslie, jo I don't know if it was her in particular, but I remember some of the cast, whenever the movie came out, were t t calling people like, um, sexist because they didn't yeah. like the movie. It's like, yeah. well, no, the movie wasn't good. Like, right. it's not that we don't want an all female cast. It's just the movie wasn't good. Yeah, I remember seeing like Chris Stuckman and Jeremy John, and they're usually like harsh on certain movies, and they were, but it's like you could so you could so tell that they were being very subdued. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they were kind of tiptoeing around the fact that the movie wasn't good, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, it's kind of okay, and you know, no, yeah. No. Well, so my my thing with uh, going back to the whole kids thing is, even if it's not teenagers, even if it's kids, I don't think it's going to be a problem because you know what is every almost everyone's favorite show stranger things true, yeah, stranger true. Things yeah. cast yeah. of kids and they nail it so if they have a good cast that can carry on that role and not have a movie like darkest minds miles um, teller is no yeah, yeah, miles <laughs> teller a fucking old man is playing a 12 year old <laughs> now we're getting into Raimi territory now 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 are we talking like kids like adolescent kids or I think like it's gonna be 1920 something i think it's going to be like from what i saw it's going to be in between preteen and teen like that's Ooh. kind of i See, think that that i'm kind of yeah. it first was kids and then they said teenagers which leads me to believe it's probably going to be that 13 to possibly 16 they gotta right? at least be driving age right because i mean how how they have to drive back to one no they're gonna be all like <laughs> <bikes>. like <laughs> wouldn't it make more sense so if you had like actual 20 year olds like college student age yeah right? yeah yeah. Doing this? yeah and i'm also wondering this may be a bit of like fantasy booking but i want to know if since they're ghostbusters are we going to see like the ghost of Egon since Harold Ramis is dead? Oh, I don't know if that'd be in bad taste though. I don't know. Harold Ramis dead. is ghost Ramis better than Paul Walker CGI. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he, he was a comedic writer. He worked on it. He, I sure, think he sure. would understand. And he was so close enough to the original cast that they might be able to get, I mean, or at least with Bill Murray. Yeah. That right. Murray might be able to have like the, he might be able to draw that line or tread that line really well. See, I think it, when I when you were having this conversation, I think that a good comparison would be if Bill Murray had passed before they did, you know, like for example, it's it's kind of apples and oranges, but let's say Bill Murray had passed before they made Zombie Land 2. I think Bill Murray would have been fine if they had Bill Murray zombie, like even though he died in the first one, have just like something along those lines. I think that would be okay. So I think that we'll see that. I don't see why we wouldn't i think like you said the guys were close enough like especially the original cast that i think that that, that would be still in good taste i don't think it'd be in bad taste and not just that but the original ghostbusters only came out like 
I believe three years or so after uh, Caddyshack. And if you know anything about like the production of Caddyshack and how it was like a nonstop party and he had a lot of creative, like, cause I'm pretty sure Harold Ramis worked on that too. Mm. Pretty sure he did. Mm. I might be wrong about that though. I somebody fact check. Yep. Yeah. Some do that before somebody on the internet comes and <laughs> in comments. No, it's too late. Mm. You're in the comments. Like you fucking, <laughs> He wrote. I did not know that he wrote the screen, the, the screen, the screenplay for Year One, the Jack Black movie. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that either. Mm. Uh, well, I didn't, I wasn't for Groundhog Day, Ghostbusters One, Ghostbusters Two, and he wrote at least for Caddyshack Two. Oh, yep, written by Harold Ramis. Yep, he wrote Caddyshack. Yeah, so I'm thinking that I, I think given the nature of what he's worked on and written, and, and I don't think. I don't know. I don't really have any expertise, and I, nor do I know him or the family or anybody that would be able to, you know, verify this. But I, w- I think it'd be a really nice Easter egg to have him come back as Egon as a ghost. I don't yeah. think. I really don't think it would be poor taste at all. And yeah, I think it would be I a nice like- throwback to everybody who liked the original film uh, thirty-five years ago. Yeah, and I feel like if they if they treated it well and either if the joke was in good taste or it wasn't something as bad as like the blowjob scene, then I feel like, yeah, it would be fine. He could be the new Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, for me on this whole thing, I haven't seen the ghost, but I haven't seen Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters since I was a kid. And I still remember Ghostbusters two scaring the shit out of me as a kid. Um, also gotta keep in mind I didn't watch a whole lot of scary movies. So and also yeah. give you context context. Whenever I was like three or four when the Power Rangers movie came out, Ivan Ooze was like creeped me the hell out. Though I don't <laughs> think that that's an unpopular opinion. I think that's I think that's pretty consistent. But I'll have to this is cool as as far as pop culture goes. I'm fascinated by this as a personal interest. I, I'm gonna have to go back and watch the originals again because like I said, I haven't seen them as a as an adult. So um I think this is definitely cool. I think that as from what we've all seen in the news about it, hopefully it's going to have a better tale than Ghostbusters 2016 did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like anything can be better than that. And if anything, the passing of the torch storyline makes more sense because what was so weird about number two is that number two almost acted like number one didn't happen because you see like some of the ghostbusters at like kids, you know, party. And so like, they're so out of work that they can't even get jobs. They have to, you know, pretend or whatever. That doesn't make sense. But passing the torch on, like if they are preteens, well, this, maybe this is a specialty school. So these are all the really smart kids and they go to a specialty school for the gifted, you know? Oh, what if the, what if it's Hogwarts? What if it's it's an ectobus, like Miss Frizzle. Oh, be- yeah. <laughs> um, so to kind of, unless you guys have anything else to talk about, to finish this off, let's talk about the controversy around this. Mm-hmm. And that being with Major Miss Leslie. On that, yeah. Ma- <laughs> controversy. Um, with Miss laser. <laughs> laser. <laughs> uh, with Leslie Jones. So Leslie Jones, and I think Paul Feige as well, came out with um, some disappointment. With what? Paul Feige? Oh, no. Um, so the article, the headline for a lot of this reads, Leslie Jones slams new Ghostbusters film in quotes. It's like something Trump would do. Mm. Her actual quote says, 
Uh, she took well, hey, he still promised us Modern Warfare 2. You can't trust anything he says. <laughs> so, But I mean, um, bone spurs. Right, right. So her quote, she took to Twitter on Sunday and said, so insulting, like, fuck us, we don't count. It's like something Trump would do. Gonna, And she it says in Trump voice, gonna redo Ghostbusters. Better with men will be huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Uh, so annoying. Such a dick move. And don't give a fuck, I'm saying something. It's like, this talked about, this goes back to what I said at the beginning of this. It's like, it's not because it was an all-woman cast. Right. The movie right, just was right. not good. And she's, it's, this is the first time she's done this. This is why I don't like her is because she's very loud about shit that doesn't make any sense. Like mm -hmm. she's, it, it, it sounds like she's literally like speaking into an echo chamber. I mean, it's, 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 I think, I think though, to be fair to her point though, if Sony is going to make it a point to throw out what they wanted to do with Ghostbusters three, because they are, there was a different plan for what that movie was supposed to have been. And then True. they decided to reboot it and make it all female cast or whatever. That was a Sony decision and Paul Feig or whatever. But my thing is, you know, if, if as a studio, if you're going to continue this franchise, the movie just came out three years ago, like not barely three years ago at this point, it's like, well, wouldn't it have made sense to try to incorporate and somehow merge these two versions together instead of just saying, oh, well, you know, that didn't happen. We're just going to pretend like that's all good. Like you're not Marvel. You can't just like go, oh, well, the amazing Spider-Man didn't happen and whatever. We're just going to ignore all that shit. Like, you know, you, if you're going to keep this in the same universe, quote unquote, it would made sense to try to reconcile these two things together. Mm -hmm. I don't see how they could. They could have even pulled some parallel universe type shit. But, you know, it's like, hey, you 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 pay these people. I'm sure they had contracts for another sequel. And then all of a sudden, they just ripped this out of their ass. And they're like, oh, uh, psych, uh, we're going back to the original franchise. And we're just making a sequel to that. Well, I think that's a problem with Sony, though. I think Sony is kind of too ambitious because, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, look at look at Raimi's trilogy to Mark Webb's. Well, not right. his trilogy, but I mean, that was what a six year turnaround. No, yeah. that was a Spider-Man. Spider-Man three came out either in six or eight. And then I know amazing Spider-Man one came out in 2012, but I mean, they, they've had a history of doing reboots like that, but right. also go to, um, after 22 jump street came out, they were remember when they were in talks to do a jump street men in black crossover. Mm -hmm, yep. Well, that fell for fell through, and then we are getting Men in Black International, which I'm very, very questionable about. Mm -hmm. So I think that I think that's just a problem with Sony that they're too ambitious in the goal and the projects that they want to do that they just can't they don't have a follow up. Yeah, so I understand her anger. I just think it's directed at the wrong place. Like she should be yeah. angry at Sony yep. and yeah, not lashing out at the creators because it's like, hey man, you know, Sony has to sign off on all this shit. It's not like they just burst through the doors of Sony and was like, bitch, we're making, you know, Ghostbusters 3. And they were like, okay, don't shoot. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this just goes back to like we talk we've talked about this on this show plenty of times like the whole outrage thing and i mean you're absolutely right to say that you know she's mad at the wrong people and i mean this the same thing kind of happened right around the same time that um our our favorite show in the whole wide world came out uh the last jedi but the same <laughs> type of stuff happened around that movie that happened to the girl the so, ugh, ghostbuster movie 2016 you know anybody who wanted to talk out about it anybody who just wanted to say anything negative about it they're automatically just a sexist right. and so this tweet is proving that she's keeping that going yeah that you know it's yeah. perpetuating a perpetuating a false um narrative 
mm-hmm. false narrative in yeah. Hollywood. And see the the bad thing the bad thing about that is is that like that was the almost the entire like advertising for Ghostbusters. It was pretty much if you don't go see this, you're a sexist. You know, what, you don't granted, like vagina. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, they had a lot of other things like they they had their commercials everywhere. But it was like what was louder than the you know praises of the movie was the dissing on anybody who didn't like the movie and so that became like its central marketing strategy was hey you know yay women you know instead of hey we created this great world with unique characters and Mm -hmm. you know which i'm pretty sure they did say that in their defense obviously but i'm just saying like that wasn't what was the focus what was the focus is your sexist your yeah 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 the the, the narrative wasn't about the movie it was about the controversy around the movie and if you somehow had issues with it you know you were some toxic male something you know red hat maga type you know, and it's like, mm, you know, that's not a good way to convert people to want to see your movie. And then mm-hmm. when they do see it, it's going to already come into it with a bad taste in their mouth before they even see what the actual results are. Exactly. It, it sets up this um, false equivalency as if you think we don't like something because you're women. Does that automatically mean that because you're women, what you're going to produce is good? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Now, to be honest, I don't really have a, a horse in this race because I haven't seen the film. I did not want to, but I I do uh, I do consider myself a, a feminist because I do believe that women should be on the equal playing field as men. I'm right. not going to be one of those equitarians or equal, however you pronounce that word, where we're all the same because we're not. But right. Um, so you're more traditional feminism instead of the weaponized feminism. You're more classical fem- feminist than yeah. Yeah, I, well, just like any, this is going to be kind of a tangent, so I'll leave it at this. Any sort of movement for equality is going to end up having those extremists who turn it exactly. into a weapon. And right. some of those people are going to be people who just don't know any better. Some of those people are going to be ones trying to infiltrate and destroy the movement. I don't know. But listen, if your movie sucks, it sucks. That's nothing to do with you being a woman. Some yeah, we just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> deep cut, deep cut. I, no, it's, it's an actual true statement, too. It's It's is some people literally just i mean that's what that's the issue we have nowadays with trolls is people just want to sit on their keyboards and watch the world burn and watch everyone tell them tear themselves apart too many nihilists out there mm-hmm. yeah but also the dark knight is still a fantastic piece of cinema so, <laughs> so all righty so that was 20 minutes almost <laughs> right for like on a like 30 a, second one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it was 20 minutes for each second that the trailer was so <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> so john wick three obviously the better of the two trailers um this one i'm obviously way more excited for just because i mean i i feel like the second one did a good job of just living up to maybe it didn't surpass expectations but it definitely lived up to i'd say its biggest flaw was just the story wasn't wasn't like fully motivated but now that we have number three in the and the you know the the key major key the major key like what happened at the end of that one is obviously like the main point of this one like you, you, i guess you kind of have to look at more as a trilogy because now it like makes sense it's like okay we had this kind of weak you know antagonist or whatever but it set up hopefully what's going to be like the last hoorah for john wick 
You so, know, it's interesting that you say that though, because uh, my favorite part about John Wick Two was the story. Yeah, the the action stuff. You know that that was cool. And I mean, once you get past that initial shock and awe from the first movie, you know, you kind of have to rely on something else to impress your audience. And I like the fact that they fleshed out this world because in reality, look, John Wick is a good movie, but it's it's like a paper thin story it's like hey this guy was an assassin he's retired they killed his dog and then he kills everybody at the end like there wasn't a whole lot to that movie but the fact that they had kind of these little nuggets of you know story in there about there's a bigger world of assassins and you know how they operate and stuff and i think in the second one they did a good job of expounding upon that and saying like hey you know they have their own currency and there's a whole system of how the hits are set up and stuff like that like that was my favorite part of that movie and going into this you get even more of that you know going into um there there's like these different factions of assassins and like they're working either with or against john wick like i'm i'm interested to see like where the story is actually going cuz i mean i know the fights are going to be cool and all that but i'm really invested in this world now so I didn't actually see John Wick 2. Um, I, I, saw, I, saw, I saw the first one, but I just never got around to seeing the second one. My parents love it. Like they're, we're all big Keanu Reeves fans. Like one of my dad's favorite movies of all time is The Replacements. Um, Not great. Point Break? Keanu Bill Reeves? No, 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 no. Well, no, no, Bill and Ted, yes. But my dad's big, like we, I grew up watching Varsity Blues. You know, oh, so not Point Break. How 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 can you not love Point Break? That's like his. Best I don't movie. No, I think he does like Point Break, but his favorite Keanu Reeves movie is the is the replacements. I I, I, don't, I don't know, but um, so <laughs> so yeah, the second one I was interested to see, but I just never got around to it. But my question after watching the trailer for the third one is that something that they lead in with in the second one is that there's a secret Absolutely. society of assassins. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, I mean, they kind of do it in the first one. Yeah, but yeah, yes and no. I mean. The, the ending, oh well, without spoil, you're drinking LaCroix. Um, I am drinking LaCroix. <laughs> um, I lost train of thought when I saw that uh, can. Um, he has okay. like a hipster, like, um, mail order pack. <laughs> it comes with LaCroix and a hat. For five, for five I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I assume since we're talking about it, if I go a little bit into spoiler territory, it's not hey, going to hurt your feelings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't, don't spoil the shit out of it, but I mean, you can. You know, don't be like, oh, like, you know, at the end of the Lord of the Rings kind of shit. But no, 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 I, I won't necessarily explain like the plot, but the, the second film, at least the end of the second film does really tie in a lot to the third. Um, I got a guy. What can I say without, you know what? Maybe I'll just cut it off there. Well, I mean, it is a good transition. We'll put it. That yeah, way. it picks up like immediately after. Like the second the second movie ends, it seems at least from this trailer that that's exactly where the third movie is going to pick up. At. Well, the second like film picked up less than a week after the first. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like a status quo change by the end of the second one, and they set up this big like you know MacGuffin at the very end, and then Keanu Reeves runs off, and then it seems like this immediately picks up after that. Yeah, the, I I went actually went and saw a little segue. I went and saw Glass last night, and that was something that kind of threw me That's off. Not a segue at all. That's just no 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 no. I no what it's it's talking about. It's referencing what we're talking about uh, in the in the movie. Like the Glass takes place three weeks after Split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and oh, so that okay. threw me off i was like oh because because like there's one scene where the the girl that he lets go and split she's walking through school and everyone's staring at her i'm like this like this happened two years ago why is everyone staring at her and they're like oh it was three weeks i was like okay <laughs> no that kind of makes sense but i get what you're saying as far as like it it 
that would probably be something that I would see and be like, oh, okay, that was really a really quick turnaround. But um, one of the things I'll like specifically about the trailer that I'll talk about is one of the things about the series I really loved being a gun enthusiast and, you know, um, <clears throat> kind of in that world is everyone talks about how they treat gunplay in Wait, these. Hold on, hold on. You're from Texas and you like guns? <laughs> Way to live up to the stereotype. <laughs> um, I actually got my love of guns from video games, <laughs> to be honest. Like yeah, where it started. Just so you know, Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas. But um, everyone's talked about this whole this franchise treating gunplay very well in movies. You know, like right. I remember when John Wick came out, there was articles saying John Wick made reloading cool. And I was like, yes. you know, yeah. that's a fair statement. One part in the trailer I really loved was whenever he was shooting, he was shooting the AR. And he ran out of bullets and he just fucking threw the gun oh, at the dead yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this guy, like, I think this is what's so special about this is the fact of A, the training he does for it is is legit like training. He's not just an oh, actor yeah. at shooting a gun, but he's using every tool he possibly can to get the job done. And I think that that's something we don't see as often as we do a typical like spy or typical assassin movie. Is yeah. that but to be fair though, is that practical? Like, would you really do that in a gunfight? Just like, Hell oh, yeah. my boys, just throw the yeah. gun. Only, like, in a it's combat, hurt. In, it's in a combat throw situation. Off and then you get in close and break his neck or something. In a general, <laughs> in a general combat situation, I know typically, like, if we're speaking military specifically, um, typically you'll have your AR or your assault rifle on, uh, on like, a strap. So, yeah, you know, you're shooting yeah. and you run out, you swing it and pull out your sidearm. But mm. if you're just, like, having whatever's near you yeah that makes sense like oh i'm out of ammo let me just chuck it at him and then just pull out my pistol like that, i mean that hey, makes i don't sense want to take to anything away from it it was fucking sweet but when i saw yeah. it my brain stopped for a minute i'm like mm, i don't know if we could do that in video games and a first person well, shooter if, that would be fucking yeah awesome. i want to say odds are you if he doesn't have like an extra magazine and i'm not going to say clip because i know that it's really a magazine <laughs> semantics semantics but no it would be a good diversionary tactic yeah, well, it yeah, and, I mean, nobody it, would expect you to throw the gun at them. <laughs> exactly, and not only that, but if it's out of ammo, then it's not like he can take it and shoot it back at him. So you know, um, it's, yeah, it's not really like a video just... game. You can walk over the the <laughs> magazine and just have it. No, you get you a scavenger pack. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I mean that that is the coolest thing about John Wick. Like, I think one of my favorite scenes is the second one. He's making his escape, and this isn't a big spoiler for Nate or anything, but he's making in his escape. But beforehand, we get to see his setup. So he sets up all these guns down mm -hmm. this tunnel, yeah. and so us as the audience is like, well, okay, so he's kind of setting something up or whatever. But what we didn't realize is he's setting up his escape. So he starts making his escape, runs out of ammo, gets to that pillar, picks up the shotgun, doo -doo. Yeah, he's Can like like about... Sherlock Holmes in that way, where he right. like has all this shit like already pre-figured out, and he's like, yes. And then he will step three degrees to the right, and then I will grab this handgun that I duct taped to the wall earlier. Like, okay. Can we just yeah. talk about he's, how he's like the best assassin in the world? Of course, he's gonna have this stuff. Can we talk right. about how tunnel scenes are some of the best scenes in action movies ever? Like when you said that, the first thing that popped in my head is one of my favorite scenes in cinema, uh, <clears throat> in Repo Men with Jude Law. <laughs> whenever like yeah okay whenever they're uh the burn my shadow song is playing yeah uh, he's mm -hmm. at that tunnel when everyone's trying to kill him oh that that like everything about like stuff like that and then like the daredevil stuff in the staircase mm -hmm. oh yeah, like yeah, static boy, shots like that yeah. oh so have you ever so seen uh old boy or yes, yes i've seen yes, yes. yeah the whole i, I want to say old boy like i don't know if they started that whole trend but they mm -hmm. definitely popularized it i think so yeah 
Because, I mean, that whole scene, it's just like a normal guy. You know, he's not superhuman. He's getting hit a bunch, and he's feeling it. You can tell he's feeling it. He's feeling and, it. Like, he's feeling it. And then, you know, yeah, I want to say he he kind of, not only that, but then it was also like a continuous shot. Because, like, yeah. one Bach, he started, like, the continuous shot for, like, um, you know, fighting scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that like that was their spin on it. And then they kind of just like took it, made it its own thing. And so yeah, now we're having more more scenes like that that are trying to play pay homage, but also, you know, make it a little bit different because the scene from Daredevil definitely made me think of Old Boy, but oh, it was yeah. different I think enough I think that's where, where it got inspiration felt really from. good. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I heard like act the actual like behind the scenes of that's where we got the inspiration from i think right oh for sure yeah but but we're we're leaving out a major part of the the trailer that too that the (laughs) are awesome but yes fucking i just want to comment on the fact that halle berry is got to be pushing like what 50 at this point Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. she is fucking sexy her and j-lo are still in the same class like oh, nowadays in yeah. particular, oh, they're like, oh my god, yeah. I mean, there's definitely some Hollywood women where you wonder what's in their blood. Maybe like young people <laughs> blood, <laughs> right? They're just That's getting transfusion of those young people's. Yeah, and but no, like her, uh, Jennifer Aniston is another really good example. Like they're almost aging backwards because it's yeah. just like, uh, Friends. Jennifer Aniston was always hot, and you, you know she was always like you know my favorite as far as like good looking women but goddamn jennifer aniston today and it's not even the fact that she's in more serious films and she gets to be a little bit more sexy it's not just that it's just like goddamn look at her i never thought jennifer i never thought jennifer was sexy until we're the millers oh yeah oh yeah legitimately like that was the first time i was like yeah i was like i was like Mm -hmm. oh wow okay yeah but I gotta so, go clean so, up. So you guys can talk about it. <laughs> so did we all like the trailer? Was the trailer good? Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, was okay. Oh, really? Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was just saying that for the response. The first two? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna watch uh, John Wick three. I'm. I was surprised at how good the second film was. So I'm gonna definitely watch the uh, third. And yeah, I think it's funny it's because been... Sorry, he's doing this, and then him and Alex Winters are gonna be doing um. Bill and Ted three, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know that's gonna be great. If we can just get speed, three. would it be four at that point? Did they make a speed three? Was there a three? I don't think there was a three, unless it was like a straight to DVD bullshit. Yeah, because I know two was on the boat. I don't remember if there was a speed three. three oh, still speeding, and I'm gone went past. Right, that. look, I mean, because and 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 we're forgetting Sandra Bullock. She's still hot too, and she's like in her fifties. Yeah, that's good, bird box i was like oh my god i was like what what is happening but yeah if we could get sandra bullock and keanu reeves back together for a speed uh sequel I'll, i would totally be down for that mm-hmm. just have keanu go back and do all his old movies just all the hits just bring it back because he's the best i love that song <laughs> yeah i i I honestly can't wait for it. It's definitely one of those that um, is hopefully going to be an event as far as, you know, this is the third one. As far as we know, you know, this is going to be the last one to see. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to, 
yeah right i'd have to compare it to like the planet of the apes it's like we got rise of the planet of the apes and we're like uh eh, whatever and we're like oh it's actually good and then the second one comes out and just from the trailers i don't know about you guys but just from the trailers dawn of the planet of the apes i was just like it looks like all the action's gonna be at the end and it's just it's gonna be this long drawn out and then i saw it i was like holy shit no it's good mm-hmm. and then war for the planet of the apes kind of looked like the same thing especially from the trailer so i was like here we go again i mean i don't think they can do it tw- i don't think they could do it three times and then that one was even better so it's like that's kind of how i feel the same about john wick it's really hard to top yourself and then when they're able to keep doing it and doing it well it's like it's commendable for sure now, real quick, do we know, like, is is the name a reference to something, like, in-universe? Because I was like, why Parabellum? Like, I don't get the the title. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that either. I'd have to, like, rewatch them, and maybe somebody says, you know, John Wick, we're going to come after you, Parabellum. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to shoot you in your Parabellum. Like, uh... Parabellum is the name of the horse. Mm-hmm. All right, no, that's that's the dogs. That's the new dogs. It's Parabellum one and two. <laughs> <laughs> one of them's named Riley, just as a deep cut. Right, right. You, but you know what, though, real quick before we jump off of this, the the fact that you know that John Wick is a badass is that I'm pretty sure I saw that somebody say this on Twitter or something like that. But they're like, John Wick is such a badass. He brought a horse to a motorcycle fight, and I was like, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, do you want to know what parabellum means? Yes, actually, what? I do. Uh... Oh, well, at, I, I can't really preference this without spoiling John Wick 2, so I won't. But it means uh, prepare for war. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, all right. Dude, you so really going all fancy with their titles, <laughs> making sure all the hipsters are the only ones that can get it. Because I would have just been like John Wick, you know, chapter three, keep on wicking or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really delve into it like the definition more without actually spoiling things, so I won't. But yeah, because if yeah. Uh, I'm 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 trying yeah. not to spoil anything for you, Texas guy. You um, really need to go see John Wick too. You do, right. but when right. you do, just make sure you bring the lotion because you're going to be wanting to jack off this whole film. It's that good. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. No, if you if you like the gunplay and you're into that kind of shit, it's, I it's always really keep lotion good. on standby. So. Right, it's just off screen. You just—it's just off screen. Yeah, just duct tape to the hallway if he has to make it get out. Right, (laughs) he has his his lotion strategically set up all throughout his house just in case for emergency. Lotion in the basket. Right. (laughs) Last thing I want to say too, though, shout out Common. You are a damn good actor, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I thought Common was dope in Suicide Squad, even though Suicide Squad. Ooh, shut your mouth! That was horrible. <laughs> He's like, hey man, he, I, I don't want no beef, Mister J. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, that, that is that is true. But I was excited whenever I saw Common because like because Common's an actor. Like I loved him in Wanted. Like I thought like I really oh, liked yeah. his yeah. performance in Wanted. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if he's gonna be someone big. And he was like, nope. I was like, oh shit. Okay. I was like, you liked him in this all the three minutes of Suicide Squad. That he was actually. <laughs> and I, if memory serves me right, too, I'm surprised you don't know this, but I believe para, parabellum is also a uh, a gun term. Ooh. Oh, you should have known that. You don't Ooh. even know. Gun. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it also is. Is because it, it was when I heard that. I'm like, it's like a double entendre because it's normally part of a phrase. But I, I, I want to say parabellum has something to do with guns too. I don't know anything more specific. See, now you got to take that Thanos hand and choke yourself to death with it because you should have known this. <laughs> no, no, no that's, David that's Carradine a, yourself. That's a super. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
too soon. No, no, that's a no. You're right. It's a it's in response to a Parabellum pistol is a pistol like a World War II Luger pistol. See. Oh, okay. See, you should have known that. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, some I mean, of them yeah. I don't know as at deep cut as as well. <laughs> enough Medal of Honor that I'm like that sounds familiar. Mm. Yeah. German pistol. All right. So John Wick three. Everybody likes us. Let let us know what you guys think about the trailers we've been talking about. Uh, you can let us know in down in the comments down below, or you can go to TX three Productions on Twitter, Thread X three Productions on Facebook and YouTube. Because I totally forgot to do this at the beginning, and then add at Gmail at the end of that, and that's threadx3productions at gmail.com for our email. All right, up next, we're going to be talking, or we're going to have a talk, and it's going to be called Open Discussions. That was, that was good. That was good. I, was, I did very good. Recovery. Yeah, you stumbled and then you caught yourself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, open discussions. Everybody's going to bring us a topic. We're going to talk about it openly. So, uh, we always start off with a guest first. So, who wants to go first out of you two? Uh, Quick, fight to the death, and then we'll. <laughs> right. The oh, fight, oh, it's going to be like fight. the Dark Knight. We break the pool stick in half, and then. Yeah. Great. All right, Benoit, do you want to go first or do you want me to go? I, don't make me choose, man. <laughs> Sophie's choice over there on topics, Jesus. Okay, all right, I'll go. Yeah. All right, I'll go. Um, so, okay, I'll go first. Um, so, did you guys see the uh, reveal for the Mortal Kombat 11 gameplay? I saw the VGA one, but not the one they just did recently. It oh, was oh, it is so good. good. It was yes. good. Now, I guess I should ask up front, are you guys like big fighting game fans or more I, I am not a big fight. Fo- like, I... I have a very casual enjoyment of it. Tekken series is one of my all-time favorite fighting series. Yeah. Um, I like I like Mortal Kombat. I actually bought Mortal Kombat 10 or X, if we're going to do an iPhone conversation here, when it came out. <laughs> and um, I liked it, but it was one of those I didn't play it enough as yeah. I was playing everything else, so I just traded it for something else. But um, it's kind of one of those things that seeing this i was like this looks beautiful like this is is something i might just pick up because of how good it looks like i've never been like i thought injustice 2 looked great this looks fucking phenomenal yeah yeah i've never thought that blood and like entrails have ever looked so beautiful on screen before but (laughs) it was it was nice one of the things I got from it, though, because, I mean, it, it was a reveal trailer, but they, they talked a lot about, like, the gameplay mechanics and stuff, which I'm very intrigued to how this is going to work. Because one of the things that they talked about was in MK11, they have a lot of customization for the characters. Not quite a create-your-own-character type thing, but how there's different variations of the characters. Like I think injustice. there's, like, yeah, yeah, like, like three per uh, character, and you can like make your own builds for each character as far as like their costumes and their weapons and each weapon and costume choice has like different attributes you can. Um, and that just means they're going to have the microtransactions from, uh, Oh, you two. know, you know, they are, oh, you know man. They are. but, but, oh, yeah. but this is what I, and this is what I think more, more developers should, should pay attention to, but, uh, should pay attention to, this is what I like about another realm, uh, is because, they are very like they learn from their iterations. So you, mm. so like injustice, they took what they learned from injustice and put it towards mortal Kombat 10. They mm. took what they learned from that towards injustice two. And now mm. it looks like they're taking what they learned from injustice two to mortal Kombat 11. Like it looks very clearly. They're not just doing another call of duty thing where they're doing something that's kind of new. It looks like they're each 
uh, and I'm talking about the modern ones because I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Mortal Kombat's in the past. They they did their own thing, but like it's very clear, like what you're saying about the customization. That's clearly something from Injustice and Injustice Two. Right. Oh yeah. So it's cool to see that, but in a Mortal Kombat setting. Mm-hmm. No, no, I agree. I agree. So here's hey, a big question because sure. I'm I'm not super into the fighting or whatever, but one thing I do know is that Mortal Kombat has never really been able to, you know chip its way into esports as big as like something like you know obviously smash is is a big one super or super street or x whatever street fighter um (laughs) they do it as well um and i think even dragon ball fighters was another one Mm -hmm. you know that got really popular but for some reason when you look at the lineup it, they don't put as much focus on Mortal Kombat at all, pretty much. So do you think, just from what you've seen, like, are they trying to go down that route? Or are they still trying to be like, hey, let's just be a fun fighting game? No, I think with some of the new mechanics that they've built into it, like, like I said, not only the customization stuff, but they talked about how they have these, like, different meters now for, like, offensive and defensive attack. Mm-hmm. where you have like special like defensive moves and stuff like that and there's there's actually a, a bit more strategy behind it than just button mashing it seems like okay. so okay. i i think that could lend itself to more people you know taking it more seriously as a competitive esports type you know game because i'm really surprised that it's like you said is is not really been focused on all that much because i mean mortal kombat is like the og fighting game oh know? yeah right and you would think that, you know, because there's a big, pretty rabid fan base for it. But I don't know. I think I think it seems like raving rabid. <laughs> I, th- I think well, I think the simple answer for that is because uh, Mortal Kombat is is are is arguably or it's very clear that it is the most gruesome fighting game that we True. have. Yeah. So it's not yeah. as well like like not everybody can play Mortal Kombat. So that's probably why it's not. um as, that, as it's probably on. not as advertiser friendly either. When no, like, definitely you know, not. I mean, the fucking reveal, the gameplay reveal of it was like the gr- gruesomest fatalities I've oh, seen. Yeah. Like, like there's one where Baraka pulls a guy's face off oh, and then he God. pulls his skull off and then he pulls his brain out with his like knife arms and then he eats the brain as a fatality. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So I was going to, I was going to say something. I just don't remember what it was now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> good segue um, so yeah. Yeah. what do you what about the gameplay reveal event has you like really excited for um for this you know um kind of kind of the same thing like when i talked about uh john wick 2 or just a john wick franchise i any in any medium i'm always about story so if you can give me a good story I'm always pretty happy and I can kind of let some stuff, even gameplay stuff go. And I'm really interested to see what they're doing with this one because they're kind of tying this game back to the original Mortal Kombat game and a lot of the ones in between because there's going to be a lot of like time hopping and like different uh, timeline versions of the characters. Well, that's what I, that's what I like about uh, Mortal Kombat 10. That's what I like about Mortal Kombat 10 is they had a really big, like they were really story focused on the, on like the campaign. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's the yeah. canon though of Mortal Kombat? Because they've retconned and changed a lot of things over the series. Which that's why I'm excited for this one because it seems like they're gonna address a lot of that stuff because Raiden kind of fucked with the timeline in the last game, and now he's like dark evil Raiden right now, and like uh uh Liu Kang and uh, uh I forget the girl's name. Um Sonny Blade? Katana. No, not, 
Uh, I think Katana. Yeah, I think maybe I might be wrong, but I know that they are running the Nether Realm now or the Underworld or whatever. Uh, and, uh, what is it called? I, I forget. Whatever, like the the hell of the Mortal Kombat universe is like Nether they run Realm, that man. now. Yeah, yeah, Nether Realm. So they they have they they've changed the status quo quite a bit. And there's a new character that's coming in who has like these like time manipulation abilities and shit. And they're going to be kind of addressing some of the inconsistencies and the retcons from the games. And they're going to kind of weave it into the story like, oh, because Raiden fucked with the time stream. And that's why this is different from that. And that's why this character never showed up again or why they're different now and yada yada. My second question is, is uh, are you guys mad that Ronda Rousey is Sonya Blade? I don't fucking because care. that's apparently been a thing on the fucking internet. Everyone's like, "Oh, Ronda Rousey, like, Sonya Blade." Okay, okay. My argument to that would be: Tell me who was Sonya Blade before Ronda Rousey. Good point. Exactly. Good like point. no uh, one gave a the, shit. The no woman who played the teacher that um, Adam Sandler liked in Billy Madison. She was oh, the no. original. Sonya <laughs> Blade. No shit, really? Right? No, no. Yeah. In the movie, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't right. even. Was that Sonya? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. In the in the, in the original. I'm thinking of something else. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but uh, but but no. But I mean, as far as like the game, like no one knows who these voice actors are unless you're just like hardcore into that kind of shit. Like no, but who gives a shit? Like so what? If they don't get Christopher Lambert in, I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm out. I'm out. If well, they get the guy who plays Shang Song in the original movie, then I'm out. Yeah, I mean that that goes back a whole. Like why can't why can't we all just get along? Why why does there always have to be something? I mean, Spider Man was one of the greatest you know games of last year, but they're like, oh, but those cops, fuck those cops, am I right? Yeah, I know that was, that so, was so fucking it, stupid. It's it's it kind of goes back to a, what we talked about a little bit about uh, Ghostbusters. It's right. like that outrage culture, and it goes both ways. Like this would be something where they would have a legitimate argument for the whole toxic masculinity bullshit. Like this would be a good argument for that because it's like. Why do you care who plays Sonya? Like, who gives a shit? Oh, I'm like, we wanted is the, the character fun and, and cool to fight with? Like, then, okay. Apparently, Trisha Helfer played <laughs> Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat 10. <laughs> See, look, look, and it's like, who is that? What? What is also, she doing now? Also, I'm not fucking surprised that Troy Baker was in Mortal Kombat 10 because he's in fucking everything. Right, <laughs> right. Well, wasn't he the Joker in Injustice 2? Mm, in Injustice 2, I don't know. He for sure was in... Um, Arkham Origins. Let's see. Let's see if he was. Mm, he's in Mortal Kombat 11 as well. He's Striker and Aaron Black. Let's see. Striker, no striking. Striker, no striking. <laughs> but you what, know what, what I'm bummed about, yeah, 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 yeah. though? I mean, while you're looking that up, talking about characters that they, you know, brought back. Oh, they brought back Baraka from MK2. But there, I saw no. <laughs> oh, no, I was so. When I saw that, I was like, yes, thank you. He's one of my favorite characters. But but no Cyrax? Like, where's all the Android ninjas at? Like, I, was I like, know. What, what, the fuck? I know. Like, what happened no, to the Lin I know, right? I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like, what, what's going on? So I didn't see guys... Reptile. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't see him either. So have you, do you, any of you guys know the YouTuber Dash EXP? No, cool. not personally. Okay. Have you seen his content? <laughs> Thank you. No, intimately, though, though, I mean. So he's, he's really funny, but uh, like, I think it was like 2013, 2012. He had these um, videos where they were like, they were Mortal Kombat parody videos mm-hmm. and he would play like Baraka and be like, yo, Baraka. Blah, and it was like really funny voice acting. 
but <laughs> like it, it was it was uh I'll, I'll share with you guys they're really they're really fucking funny but when i saw him that was the first thing i thought about is his skits in that and i was like yes let's get that back i was please. gonna say was baraka voiced by tracy morgan like <laughs> i talk louder to let you know it's funny <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, well, you know, that, that, that's all I got for Mortal Kombat. That, I, I'm I'm done. Yeah, I was I was going to transition. And oh, then, whoops! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so on to the next topic. What do you What do you got for us, Mister uh, Beanwa? Is Is that how you say? God damn it! I'm leaving. <laughs> well, he could have called you Beanwa. Quinoa salad, Mister Quinoa, Mister Quinoa salad. <laughs> Okay, first thing. I'd first, like it on the side. I don't want it as the main <laughs> dish, please. Okay. Since we are in 2019, how many of you guys actually have cable television that you pay for? <laughs> uh, I use my mother's DirecTV login. Oh, I man. have it just because you have to have it with Comcast in order to have the internet. Like, I don't have like full on cable. I have like the minimum like amount of channels you could get with. The we back. use apps. Yeah. Like, like my wife watches a lot of MTV stuff on the app that we have to use the no login TV for, but we don't actually watch cable now. No, no. Okay. Now, th- now, that doesn't seem like it's a very uncommon thing nowadays since you have access mm-hmm. to so much more information just via the internet alone. And a lot of these smart TVs have apps now that kind of simulate what the TV experience used to be like. But see, I didn't grow up with cable. Like, I could only watch cable when I was either at my aunt and uncle's house or oh, my mother's yeah. boyfriend at the time. I wasn't a teenager until I had regular um, availability to cable. So I grew up with just like the networks, you know, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, come 87, uh, and PBS. What about G4? G4, that was a good one. I was a bigger fan of ZDTV because I'm <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm that asshole. Um, deep, but... deep. Oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you finish. Yeah, deep cut. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> okay, calm down, Kanye. Um, I know. <laughs> Beyonce but, had the greatest video. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Beyonce got nothing on Janet Jackson. Fight me. Um, but that's true. That's true. But um, so I never really had a chance to watch cable unless I was over at, like I said, my mother's boyfriends or my aunt and uncles. And so when I would watch them, you would think I was younger. I'd probably want to watch like Disney or Nickelodeon or something. Couldn't have been Disney because Disney was a premium channel. So a lot of times, what I used to watch back then was actually game shows. Mm. Like Price big, is Right kind of older stuff than that, but yes. Mm. Um, because you guys probably are familiar with the USA network, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So talking yeah. was the shit. Now, from pretty much through all the 80s up until the mid-90s, they used to have like a really big programming block of game shows. Mm-hmm. Hours and hours of game shows. And so I, I used to watch a lot of them. You know, my favorites were like prices or well, prices right was not on that. And I, I thought about <laughs> saying that because you said it. Uh, speaking of which, uh, did you realize uh, Bob Barker? Obviously, you think of Bob Barker as the host of Price is Right, although Drew, Ter- uh, Drew Carey took over now. The Price is Right was not the original Price is Right that you grew up on, hosted by Bob Barker. He didn't <gasps> take it over until 1972 when they brought it back with a new format. Mm. What did it used to be? It used to be a show that... Uh, the the was- Price is Wrong. That's what the name of the show was. <laughs> no, it was actually... Uh, it was around back in the 50s and 60s. It was Black and White, hosted by Bill Cullen. It was very similar to like the opening round of The Price is Right Now, but what you would do is you'd have four people 
you'd bring in a product or a service, they'd bid on it, and you could even bid on it back in cents back then because, you know, it was the 50s and 60s, shit was cheaper. You would bet on it uh, or bid on it and say 50 cents, and somebody would say, no, I want to go to 60 cents, and someone, no, I want to go to 70, and it would go round and round and round until, like, a bell rang or something. Did they like bid on slaves or some shit? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because of all the episodes I've seen, I've never seen a black person on that show. But you see, see. principal rights, Uh, right? Right. There was like, you can have this brand new slave with minimal whips. <laughs> minimal whips. Minimal whips. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's only been beaten like twice. It's all good. He, he's still oh, okay. I, I mistook in the game show. In the game show, everybody. He's only been beaten in the game show twice. Yes, yes. Not physically. <laughs> oh, that got dark. <laughs> oh, it reminded me of like uh, there was a lot of game shows I liked as a kid, and I was wondering, do you guys happen to enjoy game shows? Do you watch them at all yourselves when you can? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, lately. The one I kind of got into, it kind of fell off for me, but um, the one I kind of got into was The Wall, the one with uh, Hardwick, 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 so we can know why that got rid of. Anyways, <clears throat> um, <laughs> but I, I I liked it, and that one had a really cool premise because, you know, it was almost like it was almost like deal or no deal where it was pretty random, mm-hmm. obviously, but it, it was just kind of exciting, you know, and and um, I like the, the twist that they had on that one. But alas, you know, so you said that one was canceled. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, this would be a perfect time to bring it back because, you know, with the whole political climate that we're in right now, this would be they could just revamp the whole show and be hosted by Donald Trump. Oh, oh, I'm going to leave that out there for y'all to play with that with your imagination. Somebody (laughs) kind of made a joke about. Instead of them like building a actual wall on the southern border, make it an optical course a la Ninja Warrior, where if you make it across, you're just in. Holy <laughs> shit. Nice. Hosted by The Rock. Yeah. Did he yeah. got that Titan game? That show? sounds like some idiocracy level shit. Oh, like, God. Really I would does. so watch that. I swear to God. Um, no. So um, to answer your question, just just yes, I did grow up watching game shows as well. Um, there, There's not really any particular that I will go back to and be like, I mean, except for maybe um had a sorry who wants to be a millionaire that one i used to watch a lot oh yeah but i'm actually going to i'm gonna let someone else answer and then i actually want to take your topic and kind of twist it just a little bit speaking okay 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 all right mr mr Mr. mike are you high or are you okay today (laughs) (laughs) there's a reason his camera is off Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's it's like, like you couldn't yeah, see I him anyway. off. <laughs> no, his but, eyes are uh, as red as my hat. Right, right. Um, I I don't have a a specific game show that like was my favorite per se. I kind of bounced around between a bunch. Like I did like The Price Is Right. I liked uh, Deal or No Deal. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I liked um like like the old like would they be considered game shows like the Nickelodeon shows like um oh the Temple one what one's that one yeah called? yeah yeah oh totally that would totally legend oh my temple. god I yeah yeah I love would, that one when that, that one's yeah. coming back I'm like hallelujah when that one's coming back anyway. That would for sure count. I know they made a movie uh, that was kind of about it, which I'm like, this is not tug at the nostalgia heartstrings enough to warrant me watching this, so I'm not going to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it was definitely enjoyable with Omek. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that would count. Like, uh, If you're going to talk about uh, game shows from the Nickelodeon days, you got that one. Um, Nick Arcade. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. classic. Um, a little bit later in the 90s, uh, hosted by Summer Sanders, um, Figure It Out. That was a yes, good game show. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. But actually, probably when you think of game shows from Nickelodeon, the biggest game show that you probably comes to people's mind. Do you guys already know what I'm referring to? Double Dare. Exactly. Yeah. History about Double Dare. Double Dare was originally not a Nickelodeon show. Was it like a Japanese yeah. show that they just kind of... No, no. Double Dare, uh, if memory serves me right, Double Dare was actually on the Fox network. What? Like it was not... It was, that is very true. It was on Fox and it was actually brought to Nickelodeon because it was a kid's show. Um, hosted by, of course, Mar- uh, Mark Summers, who mm-hmm. later on in his career came out. He's OCD. Makes you wonder, how the hell did he go through all that stuff? <laughs> still, <laughs> still one of my favorite episodes of Workaholics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he probably had a panic attack behind the scenes like at the every commercial break. Like he yep. was just probably just a mess but, but yeah no, no, stuff like that like i was more into the obstacle course kind of you know yeah. solve puzzles and shit like that game shows so okay. for the people at home it was called legends of the hidden temple yes mm-hmm. yes now double the dating act- game the dating game was oh okay i like that one just because it was so awkward <laughs> if for no other reason i i watched it for that which I, I don't know if I have a, back too. Alec I don't know if I have a hard on for Chris Hardwick, but I like the dating show he did on MTV. <laughs> oh yeah, what was that called? Singled like, out. Yeah, initially it was yes. him and Jenny McCarthy, mm-hmm. but then of course she had to leave because she caught something being an anti-vaxer, and Carmen oh. Electra took over. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 will be a very you need to put a trigger warning at the beginning. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out to, to yeah. MTV's dating shows back in the day. You remember Next? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, had a, that involved a bus, didn't it? It did. Everybody would There's be a lot of things that involve a bus now. Everybody <laughs> would be on a bus. It was like four or five guys and women. And then you'd go on a you know relatively innocuous date until they would say mm. no next. Yeah, they changed Which, the name of it to Bang Bus now. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> now, there was actually another oh, um, good, good, another dating good. show on MTV. Uh, Crib Crashers, I think that was called. Oh, yeah. no, uh, I didn't see. Oh, that is one. it the one where they switch the? Oh, fuck. Let me. No, it was one of the one where uh, you would be a. Um, you know, they had it from both ways. A girl would have three guys. Guy would have three girls. Uh, you'd go into like their bedrooms or something. Oh, and, like, yes. Check yes. out everything in their yes. room. Yes. 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 So, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Maybe it's not Crib Crashers. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. It, it's um, No, but I know the show you are referring to. I don't know if that's the title, but yes, I know that show. Man, there was even more dating games. Um, There was Studs back in the early 90s, which the memory serves me right. Uh, The cast of, well, not the cast, because it was actually, you, you watch a lot of sitcoms sometimes. Those uh, characters end up on a real game show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there was an episode of Family Matters where I believe Eddie, Waldo, and Urkel wound up on the real game show, Studs. You might want to you know, look that I, up. I feel like there's some like homosexual overtones in that. There's a gay joke somewhere in there, but I'm, I'm still trying to figure well, no, out. No, there were three guys and three, three girls, room almost raiders. like a That's battle of the sexes. Room, okay, Crib crashers. crashers. Where the hell did yeah. I come up with that from? I was going to say, I'm like, is that where like um, Exhibit like makes celebrities like switch houses and then he pimps them Oh, no, I think it's where families from the East end up putting their babies together for arranged marriages. That's what it is. Oh, that's gonna, yeah, that might get me some hate. It's funny and it's not. Oh, you're gonna have to cut so much of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- this kind of leads into what I was talking about. Um, when I think of cable TV, when it comes to nostalgia, and Nick, Nick is the one who actually just brought this up. The moment in time that I think of the most is is G four. 
G4 was a was that channel I watched religiously. I mean, I I would always have cheat on, I would always yep. have X play, yep. and it wasn't actually until towards the end, like like I didn't watch Attack of the Show when it first started. Mm-hmm. I watched it probably when it was oh god, probably six or seven, eight seasons in. Oh, so um, was the Mun still on there at that point? Was what? Well, I'm, Olivia Munn still on there at that point? She was, whenever I started watching, she was kind of consistent, but this was the time frame when she was going out and doing other projects. So it would have been 2009, 2010. Yes, yes. That's yeah. when I started watching it regularly. But also, fun fact, I was on the last episode of Attack of the Show. Are you serious? What? That's serious. Yep. Oh, okay. The last, episode, the last episode of Attack of the Show. and 2013. The last episode of... Uh, the last episode of attack of the show, they asked for people to send in videos and I was like 16 or something. I was headed to school one day. I was, I was driving in my car and I just made a video about how much the show meant to me. And I'll be damned on that last episode. I didn't see my fucking fat chubby ass high school face on that TV. And he was wearing that same hat. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I, it was even douchier, I think, but, um, but no, it, the sad thing is, is I had it on my DVR forever. And then the DVR finally crashed. Oh, and no. so, I can't, I've been trying to search for it for years and I can't find that last episode, but, but G4 is, is the one channel, one cable channel that literally does mean the most to me just because that was, that was, I grew up with that channel, you yeah. know? And I remember, was it still G4 whenever they were doing a lot of the Asian um, Ninja warrior? G4 was actually around um, GDTV came out and GD, G4 was out. They were both in the same state, you know, in California. Of course, mm-hmm. you probably know that uh, ZD, or rather, ZDTV turned into Tech TV. Uh, I believe it was yeah. 2004. G4 bought out Tech TV and they called mm-hmm. it G4 Tech TV and eventually just, you know, shortened it to G4. So, um, yeah, G4 was from as far as you know it as like a national cable network. G4 ran from about 2004 up until 2013. So when the Asian thing was going on, it was totally G4. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they had Ninja Warrior, then they made American Ninja Warrior. And and then they just had all those just random ass, you know, like Japanese game shows that started popping up. Which they would like, they would dub over and shit. Like that was pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah. And it's really cool that you mentioned that you your uh, your webcam footage or whatever it was, you wound up on the final episode of uh, that. Um I wasn't on it myself, but about what now it's got to be probably about 10 years since then. Um, back when it was Kevin uh, and Olivia pretty much just doing like the main hosting duties. Kevin Pereira, yeah. Now, there was this, a certain time frame. I don't remember when, but you know, they did, they actually did uh, air live. Of course, it was yes. you know, a little bit of a delay. But during the commercial breaks, sometimes it would go into like a, a G4 or Attack of the Show, like Stickham Room, if you remember what Stickham is. Yep. Yep. Um, they would ask questions, interact with people. I was actually in one of those sticking rooms and I talked to Kevin Pereira for like 30 seconds, which is really cool. Mm. And not just I that. I was but- never on Attack of the Show, but I did masturbate once to that episode where Olivia Munn eats the hot dog off a string. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh, a full circle here. <laughs> Kevin Pereira, I feel like um, it's, and I follow him on social media, but the attack I've never really watched just because it's kind of been one of those. I'll forget about it. And then I'll see him post. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a thing. And then I still forget about it. But yeah. I, you know, I think I really don't know 
what combo was my favorite on Attack of the Show. Like, I really loved him and Olivia Munn, but him and Candace Bailey had a really good chemistry as well that I yeah. really enjoyed. I think he was just a really good TV personality. He worked yeah. well with whoever was on. He's kind of would a good comparison be possibly him and Greg Miller, like in the sense of how natural they are at it. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I can see what you're going. They're with two that, different yeah. personalities, but. Like yeah. they both like they both seem like you put a camera on them and then they're immediately just they're comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike yourself, you know, where it's like <laughs> wearing, wearing a fucking hat. Yeah, right, you know. right, right. No, We're if I can find if I can and... find that, I'll send that to you guys because it's it. No, talk about painfully awkward. I mean, I was like fucking like fourteen or thirteen. I I look completely different. Yeah, now. like horrible I, acne and shit. No, 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 no. I was just a lot fucking fatter. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have a beard. I had no yeah. beard, so I was just like he had a fedora. On yeah, I had a fedora. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I traded one douchey moment for another. Oh, good time. Yeah, that was I. I was one of those people that I liked G4 for like a short amount of time. Like I said, yeah. when G4 bought out tech TV, I got kind of pissy. Cause I mean, I love video games. Don't get me wrong. So I like the fact there's a video game network, but I'm like, you're kind of getting rid of a lot of the techie nerdy sciencey stuff that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed and what brought me to tech TV or ZD TV to begin with. And so I stopped doing that and I'm like, y'all got rid of the screensavers. Yeah, Why you do that? Yeah, yeah. But then I realized that the screensavers became attack of the show. So I'm like, okay, yeah. And it was it really was Kevin Pereira and his personality that brought me into that show to make me really like it. I oh, think yeah. I think the thing that I really like about nowadays uh, uh, of G4 is is a lot of those personalities I still follow. Like I still follow yeah. very closely, like Jessica Chobot, Blair Herder. Like oh, I, yeah, yeah. their Instagram feeds are great. Blair's in particular when he's constantly posting about him his whole family like he'll be like year six day whatever you know teaching the kid how to build legos and things like that and um the only one that i've been a little hit or miss on recently has been adam sessler just because adam sessler's really kind of been on one over the past couple years well when he had that youtube channel uh fuck what was it called um i was really into that for a while and then he kind of like help build that channel up and then he left and then the channel just kind of faded away no he's just been one of those very I don't, I hate to use this, use this term, but he's been an aggressive liberal on oh, yeah, like, he's yeah. been like, like very outspoken. Like uh, well, I can be a very outspoken liberal too, though. In a bad way. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, generalizing, yeah. but he's like, well, well, he's from Texas. Don't mind his comment. Like talking about Leslie Jones, like he is like screaming into an echo chamber in a very bad, well, it may not be all the time, but the past few things I've seen over the past couple of years has been like, dude, I don't really know if you should be like saying that. Like that's. that's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like, there's, there's some things where it's just like, you know, it, I, I understand the the point that they're trying to make, but it's like, I don't necessarily know if this is the platform you should be using this for per se right now. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. some things it's just like, ah, I'm not really here for that. You know, like, Hey, you're, you're totally welcome to your opinions and all that. And you know, like, and I may even agree with them, but it's just like, ah, oh, you're kind of bringing me down right now. It's like, don't be in Gillette. <laughs> let's, let's also talk about Kristen Adams from cheap. Anybody else used to have a crush on her? Oh yeah. Kristen uh... Adams. Yeah, I'm, she's pretty, but like, no, like, no. Nah. I, oh, had, yeah, Kaylee. I had Layla Kaylee. Yeah, yeah, mm, yep, that, yep, yep, oh, yeah. Oh, we're yeah. gonna go. To, we're gonna go down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> yep. Let's stop. <laughs> Adams, you said? Yeah, she was the host. Of oh, G4. okay. Yeah, I see. I see. And she yeah, took he's... over for the original guy back when G four was G four. 
Like a G6. Yeah, we don't want to have to start pulling out those emergencies. Uh, I think she didn't she do American Idol before that or some one of those singing shows. She did something after that that was um that it it wasn't like on the same level as Nerdist like Jessica Chobot's doing now, but she did something that that was in kind of the same line of work. I just don't remember what it was. It was after G4 um stopped being when it switched to what is it? What is it now? Or it well, was it, uh, G4 Elroy? became Esquire and then Esquire became Elroy. I thought it was is like it? Man TV yeah. or some such shit. I don't know. Man TV is what it used to be back in the day, I think. Elroy TV. See, I was more of a Morgan Webb yeah. kind of guy. Ooh, she, oh, yeah. yeah. Now you talk about going back, man. You yeah. got to find <laughs> of her from the screensavers when she had like white hair. Oh. <laughs> oh. But that was a great dynamic, too. Um, Adam and Morgan on X Play. Yeah. Like that was. Oh, yeah. 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 She has some great dynamics. All right. And so we're just going to have the one topic today because that just went a lot longer than. <laughs> anybody would have thought um so let's get right into our rando movie of the week all right so if you were here last week that's when we chose it and this week's rando movie of the week is disney's hercules really you're gonna you're gonna do the hercules thing oh 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 you want to do it again yeah hercules 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 oh my god so um you were super excited to see this because you said like you just had a Hercules. good attachment to it. So Hercules is the first movie I ever saw in theaters as a kid. Oh, nice. Um, so when you said that, I got super excited because it's it's a movie that it, it was always one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, mm-hmm. apart from I'm not gonna say Toy Story because Toy Story is a Pixar movie. Fucking fight me. Um <laughs> so yes, Hercules is one of my favorite all-time Disney movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say of the what era? This wasn't the golden era. What, no, what this was no. like just after the golden era. This was kind of when they were on a decline. Well, I want to say this was part of the this was part of the Renaissance, wasn't it? Was that really consider like, the Renaissance? This was. Well, a, I guess it depends on when you were born because this is around. Well, like this Tarzan. came out right around. The, yeah, to Tarzan, and I want to say even like the Emperor's Lion King New came Groove. out. Yeah, no, Lion King Lion came King out in uh, years before this. Yeah, it was oh, like okay. three or something like that when Lion King came out. Well, I mean, it's still technically in the, like the same era then, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. There was well, well the Lion King. Know. If anything, Lion King would have been like the start of Phase Two, and Hercules was. <laughs> 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 So, so no, no, we don't want to make Lion King like the Age of Ultron of the Disney well, movie. In, in, 96, wanna... in 96, you had the, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. 99 was Tarzan. And uh, Mulan was after Hercules. So it really... if When, you, when well, was Hercules? Then? 97. 97? Yeah, so I mean, it's in the same ball. Yeah, it's in I the guess, same yeah. decade for that matter. Okay, so you're just getting Nick picky with me. And that's my <laughs> job. <laughs> Um, so anyways, yeah, it was, it, it was within that same kind of realm as like, we got Mulan, we got Lion King, we got Tarzan. Um, and what I like about Disney movies back then, and even like older movies, um, is just the Broadway feel of the songs mm-hmm. because they tried to recreate it in like frozen is the best example i can think of they tried to like recreate it in that and it was just not the same and i'd even say the princess and the frog one 
that had like some good songs, but it was just the overall like feel of it was really it was the closest it's ever been in a long time, but it still just wasn't quite there. And I mean, I don't even know if if you can count like for instance uh tangled and moana because moana had some really good songs but it was still like it wasn't that like broadway feel like i could see this on a stage no yeah no moana is a good indicator of of a new era of disney new modern era of disney just for for reference i haven't seen frozen i don't plan on it i it's one of those movies where i'm just like "Eh." but moana moana is easily one of the best disney movies yeah and i and for me because i'm a big music guy and i know you are too nick whenever i saw moana so kind of the same way with titanic anytime i hear my heart will go on it immediately makes me think of the movie and i feel that music anytime i hear the music from moana like especially how far i'll go like i feel that in my soul i'm like oh my god like this this movie had a lot of meaning to me whereas i feel like frozen like the way i look at it is moana i put up here frozen i put way on the bottom just oh, yeah. because i feel like frozen is is maybe it's just because everyone wouldn't shut the fuck up about frozen oh yeah the whole let it go it's just like one when, when i finally did see it it was just like it didn't flow very well there was so many there were so many like instances and not just in the let it go song but in other songs where it's like there was this really easy rhyme and they could have rhymed like something with ice or something with snow or something like that or i mean just my point is really super easy rhyme but because they were trying to be post postmodern they didn't <laughs> rhyme be post malone <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> since they were trying to be postmodern, uh-huh. they didn't go for the obvious rhyme and instead they just made it a whatever and so it made it feel off to me and that was any song but let it go was just as bad because there was this clear setup for the word like ice i think and she went somewhere else and i'm like ah man so it's like to me that makes it harder like sing along because when you have such like really good rhymes and really good rhythm to the song, it makes it so much easier to to learn that rhythm, to sing along with it, and to really get into it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's pretty ironic how everybody loved and sang that song, Let It Go. Mm-hmm. I mean, Let It Go. Yeah, I know. That <laughs> is my whole thing. I'm like, just I'll let never, it go, guys. Never seen the go. film. Kind of got sick of the songs because my sister oh, yeah. loves that song. But uh, 2016, I went to Disney World, and I don't know if they still have it, but in the Hollywood Studios portion, I believe it is. Um, they have like a sing-along uh, Frozen yeah. concert yeah. where you would have an auditorium of hundreds of people, and these um, and these actors, singers would come on, and they would do like a little tiny skit, and then actually sing songs from the film, and they would encourage the entire audience to sing along sing with along. it. Yeah, yeah, and. As much as I might not like it or be annoyed by it, being in that atmosphere was insane. And I, yeah, I genuinely I enjoyed that. it. So there the were op- like fathers singing with daughters and, and little boys yeah, singing. Yeah, right, right. On the opposite yeah. end of that, uh, my senior year, we went on our senior trip. And our senior trip was to this like retreat place. And so we were there for a couple days. But we would have breakfast in the main cafeteria. And every year they do a theme. And so since yeah. Frozen came out, Oh God. Frozen theme. And so every morning they would play frozen music and they would, you know, we would sing or whatever. And there was one day, even in high school, I was a cranky motherfucker when I didn't have coffee. So I'm sitting there, like I just woke up and I'm sitting there eating breakfast and they're, (laughs) I think it was the last day they were, 
everyone in my class was singing, do you want to build a snowman? Yeah. I went, no one wants to build a fucking snowman. <laughs> it's July. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. See, I kind of have to like it. And I also kind of have to go see frozen Two because I'm a, I'm a father of a daughter. You know, so I have a little three-year-old girl. By the time she gets, or by the time it comes out, she's going to be either four or five or something like that. She's she's going to love it or whatever. And I'll see it spitefully, but I'll go see it. Actually, I'll have her go see it with her friend, and her and her mom can go too or whatever. So, but anyways, Hercules is what we're actually talking about. <laughs> I was about to say something. Right. Yeah. Right. Frozen <laughs> talk. Point. Point being is that modern, modern, you know disney movies they just don't have the same flair in my opinion for for their um for their music you know and that is definitely one thing re-watching this that i was just like oh, i love this i mean like the fact that they went for the kind of the black girl choir or whatever that gave it a really unique um feel yeah, yeah the gospel choir like the fact that they went for that was really cool and it was like their way of narrating it because like they even started off with almost like the a meta moment where zeus is starting to narrate it and then the girls come in it's like geez you're making this seem like a tragedy and so then they they spice it up and it and it's really nice um but not only that but then just the rest of the songs also kind of have that like soulful nature to them and then especially when um what's the girl's name oh my god i know this Meg. What's her name? Meg? Meg. Meg. Shut up, Meg. Um, but when she's when she's singing about her and whether or not she's in love or whatever, the, the choir comes in and they start singing with her. And so just they keep that same feel throughout all the songs. And I just yeah, I really like that particular style and where they where they decided to go with it. Well, the same way with me with the I can go the distance song. Like I remember like watching this, of course, it, it means a lot to me. But mm -hmm. whenever I was watching it, I was like, I remember that song. Like I remember it was like a light, it was like a switch clicked off in my head of a song I'd forgotten for years, but mm -hmm. I heard it again immediately remembering it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I totally agree with you. Like there's like this is the generation of Disney movies where it, what you said is is absolutely apt. I mean, it just everything about all this all these songs were memorable and you felt them and it was a it was a it was a good song it wasn't just like a let it go like we were talking about you know it's it's very <laughs> it's very good it's because of whammon saying it isn't it fucking sexist yeah i i do you, i do you want too much whining I do i do think that the hercules movie kind of took some cues from I mean, and I guess all the Disney movies around that era kind of did took cues from like The Lion King with like the kind of mm -hmm. gospel inspired choirs and stuff in the well, songs. Hans Zimmer just destroyed that score. He like best. Yeah, yeah. And then and then like kind of took some elements from Aladdin with the whole you know narration and stuff yeah. like that. So I I I that's I think one of the reasons I didn't care for Hercules because I felt too much of the inspiration from the other disney movies and it kind of felt like this weird mm -hmm. amalgamation of a bunch of other movies that they kind of just like mush together into this story mm, okay okay i agree with that but we can also I, not, not like not like it's bad but you know right, I, I, just, right. I can feel the inspiration from the other movies that it was pulling from yeah mm. whenever i was watching this i <laughs> i was thinking a lot about uh mulan just because mm. let's get down to business is easily one of the best Disney songs ever. Let's made. get down to business. <laughs> but yeah, defeat. So, 
the huns thank you so, um <laughs> we didn't finish it i was just gonna hang up <laughs> um so, so let me ask you nick seeing this as an adult what, did you have any thoughts in particular that stood out um funnily enough i learned about hercules in high school so after this would have came out and it is kind of funny to just be like you know everybody always complains about disneyfying certain um stories and knowing what i know now about hercules and just how effed up his story actually is it's just like oh look at the pretty colors that was my <laughs> first thought too like whenever it showed him being born like at like zeus and was, hera was his mom's name hera, hera, hera yeah hera. <laughs> the first scene i was like well that's not right that's yeah. not right. He's yeah. not born to God. Zeus is his dad. Yeah, but, but that was yeah. my first thought too as an adult. It's like it was very common in right? Greek mythology for the gods to basically go down to Earth and get some business. That's why you were supposed to be courteous to passing strangers, basically. Yeah, but there's there are some things in the movie that obviously I didn't recognize as a kid. But one of the ones that I was a literal laugh out loud moment is the scene where Meg is trying to trick him when the Hydra comes out. Mm -hmm. That's whenever the kids were under the rock, and yeah. one of them yeah. go one of them goes, "Somebody call IXII." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I get that now. <laughs> but also, uh, one of the things that kind of stood out to me is the cast. Not remembering the cast of this movie. Fucking Zed is Zeus. That's cool. From Men in Black, Rip Torn. Mm -hmm. I guess he went away for a second. Yeah. Um, and then, funnily mm -hmm. enough, there's a lot of different voice actors for Hercules. Like, I guess there was a lot that just sounded similar that they didn't use one in particular. Um, I thought it was really interesting, but there was a, there was another one. The first thing I type in when I type in Hercules, Oh, James Woods. Yeah. James Woods is Hades. That one. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then of course, Danny DeVito. I really but, liked how they even kind of drew Hades to look like James Woods. Like you, like, yeah, once you know, it's absolutely. him, it's like, Oh, I totally see it now. Yeah. W wasn't he like blue flame? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and all of his flame up moments I thought were really funny. Like it, that's one thing I like about Disney movies is they still are for adults. Like they're not all yes. kids. So there were moments in particular, like at the beginning, uh, whenever he goes to save Meg for the first time, like I was like, Oh, I know. I remember what she's doing. Like, like she, she's not being a damsel in distress. And then a lot of the innuendos and stuff, of course, you know, that's, oh, that's yeah. famous with Disney. Um, but it was, um, the thing I can say about Hercules is um, I think it still holds up, like especially from seeing yes. it as a kid, because mm -hmm. Mulan in particular, I actually watched Mulan about five years ago. Um, and that was the first time I'd seen it since I was a kid. And I remember being disappointed. Like when I finished watching it, I was like, that was a lot shorter than I remember it. Oh, really? Hercules. Yeah. Although Hercules is short, it's only an hour and 30. It mm -hmm. still feels like they told a, concise story and the pacing of it still felt like a like a normal movie you know um and then i still love the scene at the end when he goes to when he goes to hades not when he goes to hades when he goes to hell and which is hades which is hades yes but i'm trying to <laughs> so when he goes oh i'm gonna make you a deal and then goes to save like that climax is still a climax that i really enjoyed it didn't just feel like oh that was that i didn't feel too film critique about it 
I yeah. think though, that that's one of the thing about animated movies in general. Like I love animated movies. Like I just recently saw uh, Into the Spider Verse, and I feel like <gasps> it's it's the best yeah. Spider Man movie made ever. Made. Best ever. Best but ever. but, but I I will say oh, though, that the movie felt a little long. I feel like animated movies work best when they're at about an hour and a half or so. Like once they start creeping into that two hour mark i'm like okay guys like we can kind of wrap i will say that into the spider verse did kind of feel long like especially compared to animated movies it did feel a little but it was one of those i didn't notice it um i didn't notice it like there's some movies where i'll see where i'm like oh my god we're only two hours in like be like be like wait where's like when is this gonna end like yeah yeah, but no, I, I think I think because part of it is because of the medium. Like when you're watching actual people on a screen and they're emoting and doing like, you know, their dialogue and dramatic or comedic acting, you kind of can, you know, it, excuse the length sometimes. But when it's animated, everything can be kind of shorthanded so quickly that when it mm-hmm. runs to about two hours, it's like, yeah, you guys are kind of milking this now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also has to do with the time that it was made because like, Back in the day, back in my day, um, <laughs> an hour and 30 minutes was kind of just like the typical feature length. Nowadays, yeah. like people are a lot more accepting of longer times. And in fact, like a lot of people prefer that because it makes them feel like they get more for their more bang for their buck. Which because, is weird because you know, you're spending like ten to fifteen dollars worth worth of just one ticket, and being able to stretch that out into a longer movie. I feel like people are a little bit more forgiving nowadays than they were. Like if you would have had like a two hour movie way back in the day, it's like, it better have been like an Indiana Jones star Wars type of Epic mm-hmm. because that was the only way you could get away with it. Mm-hmm. There's other things that, that I really enjoy about Hercules and specifically <clears throat> is the art style. I mm-hmm. really, the thing, one of the things I really, really enjoyed is how they played around with the animation. Um, in particular, the moments uh, whenever, Someone is, someone is dying or the scene whenever he gets his strength taken away, how you can see how they draw the color fading from him. And right, right. whenever Meg, whenever he gives Meg back her soul, how she went from just gray to her actually seeing her color come back. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I'm not really going to talk about the, the God cause I, I don't really like it. I don't really like the, the, the yellow color, but the way they animated that is very, it kind of reminds me going into like treasure planet. And mm-hmm. seeing Treasure Planet as a kid, I'm like, this is the most beautiful Disney movie I've ever seen. Yep. Like, visually stunning. And, you know, it's not on that same level, but I can see like little things of, and like, that's one thing I can take away seeing it again as an adult is picking up on those things, not just yeah. noticing, hey, it's an animated movie, seeing the animation, seeing what they can do. With yeah. The and that's what makes it so nice about animated movies is because, you know, you have something like The Phantom Menace and, though those effects show so i mean at the time i feel like they showed but now 2018 you watch phantom menace and you're just like what is this garbage and and like and with um that that is a good thing in particular with the lightsabers like Mm -hmm. look at the look at the battle of the heroes and in uh, revenge of the sith and how the lightsabers when the the blue lightsabers how they are fat and all over the place and like the, just the uh what's the word the rotoscoping on them is mm-hmm. just like ridiculous but look at a movie like the force awakens and the last jedi mm-hmm. it's one concise 
beam that doesn't move and that's because of the technique that they used right so, oh i thought it's just because the the new star wars movie happens later on in the universe's timeline so the technology has gotten better on lightsabers no so do you, do you actually not know this this is actually kind of fascinating do you not know like are you not even so in for the force the know? The force awakens in the last jedi because of since the the prequel trilogy came out everyone has like these fx lightsabers like that that industry started booming so for the last jedi and the force awakens they actually used lightsabers like that to where it was basically like a hasbro fx lightsaber but yeah Mm -hmm. dueling and so all they did was just add effects to that so they already had the lighting from the blade true true, true, they didn't have to add whereas if you you know the the prequel trilogy in the behind the scenes, it's a green screen stick, like a skin. Yeah. Stick. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they can rotoscope the shit out of that and make it look all kinds of fucking like fans at one point. Mm-hmm. So Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess what we want to, what we want to probably end with is like the same thing. Like we do with comic book book club. And as there's like in today's, world i mean especially if we're talking about an older movie obviously if we if we happen to pick one that's like you know a year old it'll be different but if we're talking about an older movie i want to say like we should probably talk about like is this a type of film and we kind of already answered it but is this the type of film like we could recommend and or see coming out today yes in terms of consist like uh, of the content of it totally Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've moved past technically. I think we've moved past, um, the, cause the original, like the nineties, two thousands, Disney movies are very formulaic, kind of like the Marvel movies now, um, to where they have, like, you can kind of tell, you can break down the pacing of it or this mm-hmm. is where we're going. But I feel like Disney movies nowadays, you know, things like Tangled Princess and the Frog, they're not as formulaic. They kind of have a more natural feel to them. So if this came out today, I think technically it would feel outdated story-wise. I think it would still hold up. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. Oh, oh, shots fired. Well, I think in general, <laughs> in general, um, this would actually do just fine in today's world. But more like, I feel like there would be certain things that they'd be able to do differently. Like, so if we got the exact same movie, I would agree. For the most part, but if we got that movie, but in like today's world, like there's probably like some definitely like first off, if we get a live action, which we're most likely getting a live action, it's just like I would actually want to see uh, that. Like I would no, shut the Disney, fuck up. I would want to see Hercules story because we've seen two or three, if not more, versions of like the actual Hercules story. I think it would be cool, to, and that's I actually thought about that watching it. Is it would be cool I to just see don't this? Think it could fit though. Like Beauty and the Beast, it has that. It has that. Um, fantastical. Yeah, there you go. It has that fantastical because it has like appliances that are alive and stuff. Whereas this, like, it could very easily go into like Chronicles of Narnia, where it's everything looks a little off, and just doing a live action version. I just don't think that it could do very well. Like Mulan, they're making a live action, but that's okay because those were real people in that movie. Other than the dragon, like that's you know how they're gonna. I mean, we've already gonna... seen the fucking arena 
in in uh, Hercules and Kingdom Hearts four separate times. So, oh, hoot, hoot, hoot. No. Oh, God damn it. I'm so I sorry, guys. Going on. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I, I can agree with that. That's just a personal thing for me. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it would be cool to see like the same sort of style that they did with the animated, but in a live action setting. But because it's an actual more real life story that we've seen in a live action sense, I think it would be a lot more difficult than something like Beauty and the Beast. I just want to say, I feel that The Rock's Hercules has closed the book on Hercules movies. I mean, do we really need another one after that? Like, come on. Really? Because that guy who did it after him, he was one of the Twilight tweens, and he did a Hercules movie. It's like, I think that's what killed it. That was a twin. The Rock Johnson, he has the charm to pull off any movie he wants. But, you know, the tweens. Wait, did you see that movie, though? Which one? The Rock's Hercules movie? At. I, I stand by what I said. It was a bad movie. <laughs> I, it was a bad movie, but it's still Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, can, that's fair. He can turn Baywatch into a watchable film. Wait, did you see Scorpion King? Hell yeah! Is he can. I, I will stand by that. He will make a watchable film. Scorpion oh, one is pretty good. Scorpion King two is dog shit. Oh, well, God. yeah, that's because no, 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 no. I'm talking about the Mummy, the Scorpion oh, no, no, King. He's like terrible. a CG. Oh, the Mummy Returns. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can all agree on that. Movie was pretty, but that wasn't him, so it doesn't count. Boom. But it was his likeness. It was his likeness. He, he was like the first Thanos. He, he was like the CG whole thing. <laughs> that's <quite> true. <laughs> all right, so I mean, that's pretty much it for the Hercules. Next time we do it, make sure you guys can join us in our Discord or on Twitter and you can join the conversation and end up on the show. So before we end up today, what we're going to do is choose our next topic, which our next topic is Nick and Nate's 90s nostalgia. So this is obviously where we choose something from the 90s and we talk about it. So um, usually we go to the guests and it's like, hey, do you have any suggestions? Which I think you guys do. So yeah, feel free. Yeah, Ben Watt is this is gonna be your your um playground right? Oh here, my so. goodness, you're talking nineties. What what are the uh what are the options? Like what or rather what are the limitations? Pretty much anything. Just to give okay. you our very first Nick and Nate's nineties nostalgia was about the soccer, soccer boppers. And then we did Power Rangers, Gargoyles, and I think one other one. We didn't do gargoyles. We talked about gargoyles. We might have talked about it, but it wasn't a subject. Okay, so basically just something nostalgic from the 90s that you yep. would do a little bit of research into. Okay. Um, oh, man, there's, there's, there's a lot. Um, Could do the hmm. secret S logo. <laughs> oh, if they used to draw from schools. They still draw that in school, too, nowadays. Um, yeah, I know. We're going to talk about 90s. Oh, oh hurry up, because I got one. I got a good one. Well, you say yours first, because I... There's so much I could probably pull out of my ass. Um, okay. Fox's X-Men cartoon from the 90s. There it is. I was thinking of something in a similar vein. I was thinking of Beast Wars or Reboot. Oh, those are both fucking good. Yeah. Beast Wars. Or if you want to go like 90s, Alt Rock, the rise of Alt Rock. From grunge up into like pop radio friendly alt rock. Great me. Yeah. Wait, can you can I say that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh well those are some good living color. I like I like um Beast Wars. Beast Wars and um what was the other one? Sorry. X-Men. So we're gonna flip a coin here. 
heads will be Beast Wars, tails will be X Men. Wait, no, you can't. He has to flip it. You can't flip it. I want to see this. (laughs) Well, I just did it on my phone. He's like, I don't have actual currency anymore. (laughs) Nobody has currency. All right. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Just throw your head on the ground and say, be a little little bitch. Okay. My hipster beard go. Hold on. There you go. Hold on. Okay. All right. Flipping heads. So heads. Goes to Beast Wars. All right, so next oh. episode, what we're going to talk about is Beast Wars. How's that theme song go? That doesn't have as memorable as a oh, theme song, but it's still really good. Because I want to say, other than something like Reboot or whatever, I want to say it was probably one of the first like CG shows. Yeah. 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 It's CG yeah. that style, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. All right, a- so next week, our Nick and Nate's 90s Nostalgia beast wars so you guys can join our conversation if you'd like to um at tx3 productions on twitter also threat x3 productions youtube facebook and you can find our link in the description down below whether you're watching or whether you're listening or watching to our discord and join the conversation there all right so thank you so much uh one giant leap for geeks mike and benoit go ahead and let us know where they can find you uh, well, if you guys are interested in trying to talk to us on social media, uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, ben is a, at Benoit Gaming. That's B-E-N-W-A-H Gaming. Uh, the show is at Giant Leap, the number four geeks. And you can listen to our podcast on any of the podcasting platforms. Like I said, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, whatever you guys use. You can find me. Um, he gave you my Twitter handle. You will need to actually contact me because I'm terrible. I don't use it all that often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do stream. I play games on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Benoit. That's uh, phonetically spelled B-E-N-W-A-H. And if I'm not there, you can find me by some local train tracks near you. <laughs> Is it wild? Like, wow. Yeah, like, what? W-A-H, Benoit. Yeah, there's actually a somewhat funny story behind that, but we don't got to get into that. <laughs> all right so thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode and thank you to the one once in a giant leap for geeks guys for also coming on this was nerd to the third where you can always talk nerdy to me Ooh.